0: Hello, and welcome to the Health Data Ethics Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Owens, and in today's episode, I would like to spend a little bit of time continuing to discuss the idea of patient-entered videos, patient-provided video communication. Context in which I'd like to discuss this actually is the context in which it came up in conversation. When I was g- discussing the paper that I highlighted in the last episode with my husband, he mentioned something about uh, wanting to be able to take a look at that video and see if you could extract any sort of clinical information on it to discretize it and uh, include that directly into the, medical or into the medical record. And what he said was really interesting um, because he said then that would give you objective data. And I said, oh. But, but, but let's wait. Let's define what objective is in this case. So I, medical data is discrete, for sure, and it is often quantifiable, right? But there's a, a lot of medical data that is in you know free text or, or natural language. Um, but it's not objective. Medical data is not objective. Um, it reflects the bias of the provider. It reflects the bias of the patient. It reflects the bias of the context, right? Uh, when you're looking at medical information, it's very easy to forget that what you're seeing is information that has arisen in a clinical context. Is there something that sparked this visit to come in today? There is a problem that may or may not be discussed you know, uh, blatantly in the conversation. And this is one of the things that is interesting as we're having discussions about ambient AI, right? To have a a microphone that can sit in the room as the caregiver and the patient have a conversation that can listen to that conversation and sort of pre-populate a note for the caregiver. It It can listen, pull stuff out and say, here's what I think you're talking about, which is interesting, right? Because an AI like that would be trained on medical data. It would be trained on the information that already reflects the biases inherent in the system. And what it might not have is um, a common vernacular that human beings are good at interpreting, but may not be in the data dictionary for this artificial intelligence, right? So I was thinking about this a lot as I was thinking about... um, I was reading some anecdotes of interviews that providers had done with patients in really rural areas, right? Pati- patient- patients in areas where they people have really a hard time getting access to healthcare, um, and so you know, the these these sweet young like go-getter, very enthusiastic people are sitting down with these with these patients, and they're saying things like, "Well, you know, have you experienced diabetes? Have you experienced hypertension?" And what they're hearing is no and no, right? I have not experienced diabetes. I have not experienced hypertension. And then the they would look at the data and say, well, but but you're all, you've got insulin or you're on metformin. You know, you're you're on you know medication for hypertension. If you're not experiencing these things, what are you? What? Is, why are you taking these medicines? I said, oh well, I don't have diabetes, but I do take a sugar pill, or I don't have hypertension, but I take I take a water pill. Um, and so thinking about training medical AIs not only on medical data, right, which is which is a rich source of information, full of really good information, but also training them on the common vernacular that patients use when they're communicating with their caregivers. A, a human caregiver can hear this and tailor their language appropriately so that they're meeting the patient where they're at, and they're making sure that they're speaking the same language as the patient so that they're understood and the patient feels understood. A, a medical AI that has only been trained on EMR data, I think will have a much more difficult time doing that. So to return to our initial topic, you know, if we are thinking about these patient-entered data or patient-entered videos, um, and these are the videos that we discussed in the last episode. So maybe a brief introductory video from a patient who has a communication disability. Um, you might be able to scan this and 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 do any number of things. You might be able to look at, at facial expressions or at micro expressions. You might be able to look at muscle tone or gait. Um, you know, it was anachronisms is the wrong word, um, but you might be able to look for for distinctive physical features or distinctive clinical features in some of these. But as you are doing this and thinking about training an AI to ingest this patient data, you may also want to think about what is the patient perspective here? What is the patient trying to communicate with their words? What are they communicating with their facial expressions, with their gait, with their their physical symptoms that they may or may not describe as being symptoms? something to consider. Um, It would be really interesting to see and to hear from people in the AI field on what the AI influence of the patient experience can be. Um, So as, as we move forward with technical improvements in healthcare, we have a whole group of patient advocates that if you want a patient perspective on something, you can actually go and pull people in um, and they will give you their perspective. We did this also when I was participating in the early stages of the, of the precision medicine initiative. There were a bunch of patient representatives there, and they had absolutely great, like really stellar, hard-hitting, practical perspectives that the scientists and the caregivers in the room were not thinking about, right? Because from a from a patient perspective, you don't have quite the same academic blinkers and the clinical blinkers that we get when we're when we're working in healthcare all day, every day. Um, I would be so curious to see what patient advocacy in the AI space is going to look like. What data sets will we be using to train AI on what a patient might say to communicate with their doctor? Um, what, how are we going to validate that? Who are the groups that are going to validate that? This is really interesting, fodder and really exciting, innovative space.